Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 43 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. As always, there's quite a bit of exciting events going on in the colon cancer community that I want to share with you, starting off on Wednesday, June the 15th for the folks in the Washington, D.C., Alexandria, Virginia area. There is a Talbot's shopping event taking place at the Washington Square location at 601 North Washington Street uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., and you'll have the chance to preview their line and proceeds made on the sales that take place during that time will go to the Colon Cancer Alliance. Later on in the week, that Saturday, June the 18th, for our good friends out in Portland, Oregon, is the Undie Run Walk event taking place at 9 a.m. at Portland Meadows, uh, our signature event uh, that travels across the country. It's a wonderful event. I invite you to join uh, our good friend and fan of the show, Nathan Drew Allen, who will be out there with his team. Come on out and support Nathan. Form your own team. You can do the 5K run, the one-mile fun walk. Doesn't matter. Come out in your undies and have a good time and uh, support the Colon Cancer Alliance with that event. And then the following Saturday on the 25th, same event, the undie run walk hits Denver, Colorado. That event will be at 8.30 a.m. at City Park uh, for our folks out in the Denver, Colorado area. Many of you know about the recent ASCO meeting that took place in Chicago recently. The American Society for uh, uh, Cancer, uh, for clinical oncologists, excuse me, uh, took place recently. And the Colon Cancer Alliance is putting on a webinar sharing the findings from this event. And that uh, webinar, the live webinar, takes place on Tuesday, June the 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information on the webinar, the undies, the Talbot event, visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org forward slash events. Before I get to uh, this week's episode, I want to take a second uh, to express my appreciation to the folks at H2ORS for supporting the Colon Cancer Podcast. H2ORS is a rehydration solution, uh, a great product that helps those of you who may be struggling to stay hydrated, whether it be because uh, you have uh, ostomy, ileostomy, or dealing with uh, just uh, dehydration from chemo. Uh, H2RS is a, unlike the sports drinks out there, it does not contain any sugars or artificial sweeteners or colors, and it's a great product to help you get rehydrated. They're offering the listeners of the Colon Cancer Podcast the opportunity to get two free samples. All you have to do is go to their website at h2ors.com forward slash sample, fill out the information, and they'll shoot you over a couple of samples for you to try. And you'll also have the opportunity to get 10% off your first order. All you have to do is use the promo code h2ors.com. That will get you 10% off your first order. My guest this week is Courtney Forger, and I was introduced to Courtney uh, from uh, f- our, f- our friends at the Colon Cancer Alliance. She uh, 
recently appeared in the terrific video that just came out called It Happened to Me. Hopefully you've seen that video on the Blue Hope Nation Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, excuse me. And it is a terrific video focusing on the Never Too Young campaign. And uh, doing a little research, and I read Courtney's blog on the Caring Bridge site, and uh, she's just about wrapped up her treatment. And I was just so impressed, more than anything else, with her incredible positive attitude and energy. And I think you'll agree after listening to our conversation. So join me now for my conversation with Courtney Forget. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the show. Thanks for making the time. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm great. So first and foremost, uh, if I read your note correctly, you're about done with treatment. Is that right? Yes. I have one more chemo session left and I'm done. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? I feel great. It's been a really great experience. Um, definitely had some highs and lows, but I'm trying to view this in the most positive experience. It's been almost exactly a year since I've been diagnosed, so things are looking up. So before we uh, get into the whole positive uh, piece, because that's evident uh, in everything I read about you, take us back to how you came to be diagnosed in the first place. Well, I uh, had had diarrhea on and off for about a year, and I had a stool sample taken in September of 2015, and they, I'm sorry, 2014. And they said, you know what, just eat a salad more often. And they just kind of wrote me off. So I said, okay. And um, I got married in October and I'm an elementary art school teacher and I have 750 kids. So I just figured wedding planning and the stress of my job that, you know, maybe that's just what was causing my stomach issues. And then in the summer, it was a week after school let out. I was sleeping about 80% of the day and my stomach... It just really hurt to go to the bathroom and there was a lot of blood in my stool and it just prompted me to call and uh, demand a colonoscopy. And I'm only 30 years, I was 29 at the time. So um, I had a colonoscopy and they found a four inch long tumor and I was stage 3C and that was uh, the 1st of July. So yeah, you're, wow, you're, you're almost right up on a year. So what was uh, the um, treatment plan that they prescribed for you? So I had uh, six weeks of chemo and radiation, and the radiation really took a toll on me. And the chemo, I was, um, I could actually time when I would get nauseous and start to throw up at work. And they had a special Courtney's emergency binder plane where they would break my class up into special groups. So these six kids would go to PE, these six kids would go to music, and it just wasn't fair for everyone. Um, so in October, that's when I stopped working, and uh, then I had my surgery. I call it my C-section scar, (laughs) no baby, but that's where they uh, took out my tumor and they put an ileostomy bag in. And then I started six months of chemo in, uh, started in December, but I had to take a month off because it was just too strong for my body. So uh, I've had chemo every other week um, and I have the five FU and the full Fox. So on Mondays I go for a four and a half hour chemo drip and then I wear my portable chemo bag Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Wednesday, I go back. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I get about a liter of saline because I tend to get dehydrated. So I'm there four days a week, every other week. Wow. Yep. 
So you knew something wasn't right. This is the message that uh, we continue to put out there. Know your body and speak up when something's not right. But what was your reaction when you first heard, Courtney, you have cancer? I was shocked. I was 29. We, like I said, we got married in October. I bought our first house in May and I got diagnosed in July. So it, uh, it was just a huge shock, but I was okay with it because I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to (laughs) die. That was huge. Um, or at least I didn't think I would. And, um, I'm, I just tried to view this in the positive light. So, and was your, was your husband, your new husband with you when you got the diagnosis? Yes. And that, uh, I broke down in tears immediately and we had a good talk about it and he's just been the best, most supportive husband. He rushes home from work every day to make sure I'm okay if I need anything. And, uh, he's just been my rock at this whole thing. You want to share his name? His name is Brendan. Okay. And we want to give a little shout out to, the, to, to, to our loved ones that take care of us. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a, your story hits a little close to home. I was diagnosed with my metastasis the week after our honeymoon. Oh my gosh. So I can relate. Um, but where, so you were introduced to me through the Colon Cancer Alliance mm-hmm. uh, in, because they told me about this great video that's coming out and yeah. it came out today. And I say today uh, for the people who are going to be listening to our conversation today when we're doing the recording, that's not going to be the day that this episode gets released. So just for a frame of reference for people listening, but it's the, it happened to me video and it's awesome. How did Thank you get chosen to be in this? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, the grandmother of one of my students, her niece, her, I'm sorry, her niece works, not the student, I'm sorry, the grandmother's niece um, works for Never Too Young. Stephanie, uh, I think her last name is Gaffrey. I can't pronounce that correctly. And uh, she, so she put me in contact with her and they said, hey, we're looking for people to be in this video. And I said, absolutely. I'd love to spread awareness because I love the idea behind Never Too Young because I, you know, was written off. Of why would my doctors look further? Because I'm too young to have this type of cancer. And actually, after I had uh, my colonoscopy, my insurance denied my MRI because they said I was too young and probably didn't have cancer. So my GI doctor called and got in a fight with them, and that's when that's how they found out. I see. So, um, so the video came out today. It was, it's so well done. So, what did they do? This uh, they just showed up uh, at. At work or with a video crew? How'd that work? We went to one of those uh, pop-up wine and paint stores where you follow along with the instructor and you can paint and you can sip on some wine. So we did a studio, we would, I'm sorry, we did it at a studio called Pino's Palette in the Dulles uh, area. And we had such a great time. So we did that on a Sunday morning and I took some of my friends with me and we, we just had an absolute blast. So it kind of represented awesome. me being an artist in that setting. Sure. Sure. Um, and for those who are listening, uh, for more information, please check out the website, never uh, and learn more about what's going on there. And you can find the video titled it happened to me on YouTube. So, so the, as I was learning about Courtney Forge when I was, we were introduced, I found your blog, uh, have you 
been a writer previously or is this just something you decided to do as a way to share your message? You know, I had never written this kind of format before, but um, again, I have 750 students and I didn't want my little five-year-olds to start with the rumor mill of Miss Forge's butt's going to fall off. So, because you know, little kids. So I wanted everyone to have the same information at the same time. And my husband's family is Italian and there's just so many family members. So from my, my students' parents and my family and his family and my friends on Facebook, everyone gets updated with the same information at the same time. And it's just been a great, it's kind of like my version of therapy where I kind of load in a blog post and say, this is what's going on in life. And then throw in a joke or two and then call it a day. And I feel really, that weight has been lifted off my shoulders. It's been, it's been a really great place for me to share my experience. And you've taken on quite a few followers to this blog, haven't you? Yes. Yes. I'm shocked. I've, I'm just about to reach 15,000 hits. That's incredible. So I'm reading your posts and I'm thinking to myself, uh, this this woman is going through chemotherapy. Probably doesn't feel a hundred percent on a lot of days, and your writing just oozes positivity. Where does that come from? You Courtney? know, I wanted to take this year. Uh, I could have been moping and lying in bed and just been in a negative and dark place, and I definitely had some of those moments. Um, early on in my chemo treatment when the chemo was just too strong for my body. But I wanted to take this year as a way to find myself. I'm writing a kid's book with my best friend. I'm illustrating, actually. And I wanted to find myself artistically. And actually, I don't know if you've seen a picture, but uh, when I first shaved my head, I wore a rainbow-colored wig for about three or four months because it made me smile and it made – the the cancer patients smile and the kids would smile when they would see me. So I just wanted to make this a happy experience that just because you have cancer, it doesn't mean necessarily a death sentence and it doesn't have to be a negative, sad occurrence. So uh, I wanted to just make a big positive thing out of this. And um, I kind of envisioned an octopus as kind of like my spirit animal throughout this whole process because you can put an octopus in a jar in the bottom of the ocean and it'll work its way out. And you can, an octopus can squeeze through any space as long as its mouth can fit. So this is me adapting to my new situation, like the octopus adapts to its situation. And um, I'm planning on getting a big octopus tattoo when I'm a year chemo free. That's fantastic. And that's a great analogy. How has you know, your attitude and your approach uh, affected the people around you? I think because I make a lot of butt jokes and I'll say, you know, (laughs) it's it's, it's butt cancer. The jokes kind of write themselves that everyone's a little bit more friendly and lighthearted about that because I didn't want to take on an oh, woe is me attitude throughout this whole process. And I feel like people would distance themselves and oh, she's diseased or afflicted and don't go near her. And I, uh, I'm such a social person that I didn't want anyone to be cut off from me or feel awkward around me. So if I view this in a positive light, I feel like they'll be okay with my situation and that, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what was the reaction 
from your students when you made the difficult decision to uh, take the time off? Well, it was funny. Um, my principal sat me down and said, you know, Courtney, if you want to leave early, we understand. I said, no, 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 I can hold out until my surgery. And then I said, hold on one second. And I went to the bathroom and threw up and came back. And I said, Wednesday will be my last day. Mm-hmm. So um, I sat down with my students and I don't want to lie to them about what's going on. Uh, I had lost a significant, I lost 70 pounds. So I joked that like cancer looks good on me because I'm skinny now. <laughs> But I I don't want to lie to students and let them think that I don't want to be at school because of them. So I sat down with them and I drew a diagram of what's happening. I illustrated and I answered all of their questions in kid-friendly terms so they would understand. And they were all really upset that they wouldn't have their fun, loud, crazy art teacher for the next year. But they understood that I needed to get better. And my... I teach at Glenkirk Elementary and my students and faculty and staff threw me a giant spaghetti dinner fundraiser to offset some of my medical costs. And the community has just been overwhelmingly supportive and I'm just forever grateful for their generosity. Oh, that's got to warm your heart. Wow. Oh, absolutely. So for people who might be listening to our conversation that are in a similar situation, whether it's young children at home or perhaps they're a teacher, would you mind sharing, Courtney, kind of some of some tips perhaps as to or specifics as to how you explain what was going on with you to young children? Sure. Sure. So I uh, explained, you know, sometimes adults aren't completely honest and that's okay. And it depends on the situation, but I wanted to be upfront with you all. And I said, I never want to say, you know, there are just sad butterflies in my bum bum. And, you know, so I, and they all giggled at that. And I said, no, I have this thing called cancer. And I drew a diagram and I explained how an ileostomy bag would work. And they just thought using the word butt and poop was funny. And, um, you know, kids are a lot smarter than people give them credit for, and they do understand what's happening around them. And it was really great when the kids could go home, explain to their parents what was happening to me. And I just feel like being up front with them was the best situation. And they were just really receptive. How has, have you, have you heard from the students since you've been out? Yeah, I, uh, I try and go back uh, if the school ho- holds events just so they can kind of get used to. Miss Forge has a shaved head. She's, you know, a lot skinnier just so they can kind of get acclimated with my new appearance before I go back in the fall. And I just get a ton of hugs and I have to kind of warn them like I can't have too many hugs because I'm still on chemo and germs. And, you know, I'm worried they might like pop my ileostomy bag or something like that. (laughs) But uh, I get tons of hugs and they just tell me they miss me all the time. And people write cards and send little messages to me. And it's really nice to know that I have such a great support system for when I'm ready to go back. And when, when do you plan to go back? Well, I have one more session of chemo and then I'll have my ileostomy reversal surgery in late August. So I'm planning on November 1st to my, as my return so I can kind of build my endurance and my stamina back up because I only have about three to four good hours in me a day before I'm totally t- exhausted. So I need to make sure that I can handle 750 enthusiastic kids. <laughs> <laughs> and is this uh, K through five? Yes. Okay. 
And uh, how do you anticipate that returns going to going to be going to go? You know what? I'm really looking forward to them. Um, I've just missed my kids so much. I call them my kids because I care about them so much. And I'm going to have a conversation with each of the classes that, you know, I'll be tired. I won't be as energetic. Um, some days we might have a free paint day or movie day. And I'm just going to need you guys to be extra special helpers for me. And kids love to help. So they'll be really excited about that. Um, but I've been told it takes a year to get your body and stamina and energy level back from your last chemo date. So once I explain that to the children, they'll understand and they'll definitely help me out. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I saw online that you were involved in an event, uh, at the local, uh, Jason's Deli. Yes. I was did that, that, today? Tonight. that was today, yeah, that was tonight. tonight. And you still had energy to talk to me. Yes. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so tell what was, what was going on at Jason's Deli? Well, it was so great. I'd never been there before, but I, and then we drove past and we're like, oh yeah, I totally have seen that place before. And it was a really great restaurant, super healthy. And Never Too Young sponsored an event there where Jason's Deli would give 15% of each customer's uh, meal total towards the Never Too Young Coalition, which I just think is absolutely wonderful and so generous. And then I walked around and introduced myself and I was wearing my little chemo bag with, you know, my tube coming out of my port and um, I handed out raffle tickets and face tattoos with the Never Too Young logo. And we had a really great time. A lot of my friends showed up and it was, it was a lot of fun. Fantastic. That was great that they oh, were absolutely. agreeable to do, to do that. Yeah. Um, how has this whole experience changed you, Courtney? If you think about what the, the person you were before and the person you are now, have you changed? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I think this has just been a great year to find myself. And I don't want to say that I'm, I'm happier because I was definitely happy before, but I I'm viewing this as a second chance at life because stage three C is pretty serious. Uh, originally they thought only four lymph nodes had been affected, but then when they did my surgery, they found 22. So it was definitely spreading And, you know, I'm just so glad I didn't, I listened to my body and I didn't wait an extra six months to a year because it could have spread and I could have been dead by now. So I'm seeing this as a second chance at life and I want to definitely give back to the community. Um, I'm starting this program called Crayons for Children's. I don't know if you saw that. I absolutely did. I was going to ask you about that next, but go for it. So it's where I take, and I've done this for years in my classroom, where I take the old, broken, dirty crayons that nobody wants to use anymore, and I peel the wrappers off and I melt them down into silicone molds, and they'll be like hearts and stars. And then my kids like to color with them because every time you turn the crayon, it's a new color. So I decided I wanted to contact some of the local elementary schools in the area and parents who are cleaning out their kids' backpacks at the end of the year. And I'm gonna make thousands of crayons. I've already started with trucks and bugs and hearts and you know, all sorts of different shapes. And then I'm going to donate them to children's hospitals in my area because I just know that this has been a hard experience for me. And I can't even imagine a child having to go through that. And children hold such a special place in my heart. And next year I plan on volunteering with the children's hospital in uh, Falls Church. That's fantastic. Good yeah, for thank you. you. So, so you've touched on, uh, on some of these points. One of the uh, questions that I try to ask all the survivors is, um, 
Well, actually, before I get there, uh, I want to go here first, is one of the things that I have found talking to people is dealing, you know, you know, yeah, you know your body and you know when something's wrong, but the whole embarrassment factor, particularly for younger yes. people, uh, talk about that. Well, part of my blog, I'm a nosy person, I'm not going to lie. I'd want to know every detail of what's happening to a friend. But, you know, a lot of people have that shame and embarrassment. So I kind of put everything out there on the blog and then I, you know, make a joke about it um, just because I would want to know all these questions. And I know there's a lot of people who are afraid to ask. So if I just put it out there in a funny way, then everyone has the same knowledge and I don't feel embarrassed or ashamed about it. But um, it's, you know, it's butt cancer. The jokes write themselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> true true uh i so where i was going next is i like to ask uh the folks like you that i talk to this very the same question and that is if someone's listening and they recently were diagnosed or someone uh that they care deeply about was recently diagnosed what message, based on what you've been through, what message would you want that person to hear from yourself? I think that healing will make a huge difference if you view it in a positive light. If you have a positive attitude and say, I can get through this, and you lean on your friends and families that there's support, and you kind of make this in a humorous, take this in a humorous light, and just really think that I'm going to be better and things are going to be looking up from here, I think that has a huge impact on your healing process. Attitude is is important, absolutely, and uh, that's a common theme that I've I've heard that response from many okay. people that I've spoken to, and it was my approach to uh, has I say was is I'm I'm currently a patient too, uh, but attitude is is everything, and some days it's harder than others. I think absolutely. we all agree with that, absolutely. But uh, but no, you're right. Well, Courtney, uh, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, I want to wish you, first and foremost, a quick uh, recovery. I know you still have some things ahead of you. One more treatment. One more treatment, one one more surgery. I can do it. One more hash mark on the board to erase. Uh, you know, one more round with the, uh, with the fanny pack or whatever it is you're using. And then Uh, my uh, my bag, I've actually bedazzled it. You bedazzled, of course you did. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? Exactly. It says my chemo bag because you see the tube hanging out from my clothes and people are staring. So I might as well make it fun and sparkly. I love it. I love it. And then I know you have your surgery coming up at the end of August. So best of luck with that. Thank you. Thank Um, you for having me. Sure. And thank you for... Uh, doing what you're doing in the community and all the things you plan to do. Uh, Truly appreciate it and just want to wish you all the best. Thank you, Lee. You're the best. Have Uh, a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.